Welcome to Screen Actors Guild, where we explore Oscar-winning actors and the embarrassing films they'd rather forget. I'm your co-host, Michelle. I'm Henry, the one with the hairball. <laughs> I'm Michelle, the one with the many cans of tuna fish on my bed. Oh. You guys? You guys. I'm so mad at you for making me watch this oh. movie. Oh, fuck, dude. Okay. I have to say, at the top of the podcast, I was, like, elated that we were going to watch this movie. Um, I was really pumped on this movie that we chose because I had seen it with a group of friends. We made it, I think, into a drinking game, and it was really, really funny. Oh, the experience of watching a bad movie alone is different, and I learned an important lesson about (laughs) what what that could be and how unhappy I could make myself uh, alone late at night. Um, Yeah, a late at night watch of this sounds troubling i did a like a two o'clock in the afternoon watch which huh. i don't know if it's it there's something that's like it's like uh you know meeting somebody in kind of a, like a, a, a well-lit club and then you see them the next day and everything is really bright and like all of the the problems just sort of are, are in high relief <laughs> and it's it's sort of like that where there's there's nothing i'm not like nursing a uh, a whiskey while watching this movie. I'm just in my living room watching this absolute catastrophe unfolding in broad yeah. daylight. I, I, uh, that seems I almost, like a rougher watch to me. I definitely yeah. like cracked a couple cold ones while I watched this and, uh, and it was fun for a while and then it was not fun. And then I got really mad and now we're here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if my version of this watch was better. I don't know if being alone at night is helpful or not helpful to enjoy whatever uh, that was that we just embarked on. But holy yeah. shit. So we should say what this fucking terrible, horrible, horrible, bad, bad movie is. Let's talk about it. Um, we this is Halle watched, Berry, right? Yeah, we watched an Oscar-winning actress uh, go a bit of a different way in her career. Mm-hmm. She won... Halle Berry won for Monsters Ball. It won this in 2004, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah, she's and dynamite then, in it. She's so good in Monsters Ball. She's a so good actress. Good. Yeah, I really like I like Halle Berry. And then uh, in the same year, same calendar year, she also won a Razzie for her performance in a little thing we like to call Catwoman. And, uh... Yeah, this... <sighs> this is... Uh, this has been the least fun movie that we've watched, I have to say. <laughs> it's... Okay, so for me, it starts out really enjoyable because it's really confusing and I'm <laughs> I'm is. going into it knowing it's going to be a bad movie. It starts out with just like um it's sort of like cats throughout history, a retrospective. This endless title sequence of cats. People watch this title sequence in the theater. It's like 7 minutes of silent yeah. cats with names of <laughs> random members of the crew. It's like yeah, third assistant it's... line producer. It's like a 1940s era uh, credit sequence because it just lets you sit in it for like a good 10 minutes. And while it just um, crossfades between stills of actual cats, cats throughout history, mythical mm-hmm. cats, mm-hmm. women posing with cats in portraits. Women and then, dressed as and cats. Women dressed as cats. And then for some reason, it really has to hammer home uh, some stuff about Egyptian cats. Mm-hmm. And the year that they were brought to the United States, which was 1941. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> that seemed important and crucial, so I, I wrote it down. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess that's relevant. There it's is a, an Egyptian cat that does some magical cat shit. The title sequence, every image of the title sequence also recurs later in the movie in two separate segments. Like, they didn't need that exposition. It doesn't expose <laughs> anything. It just... No. Basically, it's announcing this movie is going to make you bored and confused, and we're going to start off making you bored and confused. You've just so confused. You just paid eight dollars because it's two thousand four for a movie in the movie theater, and you're going to sit down and you're going to watch these fucking slides of cats for seven minutes, friend, and then you're going to watch a movie, kinda, and then it'll be over and you won't know what happened. It's, it's. There were a lot of choices made mm-hmm. that were bad choices on this movie. But no one's job is more baffling and bad as the editor of this uh, fucking thing. Because that guy, that guy hates his audience. The editor that guy of this movie is a war crew. criminal. <laughs> yeah. That guy just, I think he hates his job. I think he hates the crew. And I really think he hates America. Because he put a lot of effort into just, like, making me want to tear my fucking hair out. Who um, edited Catwoman? Google, bring it to me. Oh, yeah, that it's is. Vendetta. Cool. Sylvie Landra. All right, Sylvie Landra. This this is some bullshit. I am going to find you. Yeah. What? We've got I, words. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people are familiar with the character Catwoman. That character isn't in this movie. <laughs> no. Selena, <laughs> the canonical Selena Kyle is not in this movie at all. Selena Kyle is out the window. They do a, They remix it, flip it and reverse it, and create... Patience, what is it? Her Patience, Patience Phillips. Phillips mm-hmm. Who is a an extremely meek, uh, nervous, twitchy graphic designer working for this like big makeup company. Who owns that, one outfit. Yeah. She's got one outfit that I would describe as a bag <laughs> inside two other bags. <laughs> yeah, it's an orange bag on top of a blue bag. Yeah, she's got some baggy baggy pants, some multiple baggy layers. She's a baggy boy. And, Oof. oh boy, yeah, so basically the plot, in a nutshell, is that this evil-ass company um, has hired scientists to create a facial cream that freezes your face like it's Botoxy cream, but if you so you can like stay young forever. Um, Sharon Stone is the cover model, mm-hmm. and she and also the become, owner. <laughs> super confusing. Yeah. So she's like dating the owner, married to the owner, unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uh, is part of this evil plan to create makeup that's super expensive. Freezes your face, and if you stop using it for an instant, your face falls apart. It like turns you into the suit. final Pam, is what it does. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess this makeup company's grand plan is, uh, I wrote it down. We'll make them keep using it because that's where the money comes from. Right. What do they think is going to happen? So, I. What's I was, the long game? Right. So everybody's. So the it's called Buleen. Mm-hmm. Terrible name. Uh, everybody starts using Buleen, and then, so the side effects are bad headaches, fainting spells, and your skin rots if you stop using it. If you keep using it, your skin turns hard like marble, and you can't feel anything. And so, how does that work? So, everybody starts using it, because it's a, yes. like a miracle anti-aging cream, mm-hmm. and then every, it's clear, they, they're very explicit that women use this and men do not, so yeah. every woman in the world immediately gets bad headaches and fainting spells <laughs> as soon as they start using it. Yeah, they start, start to stop using it. Their skin falls off. And 
what does she hold I, the world hostage? Is she a Bond villain? <laughs> what like? Yeah, I mean, because like, what's your end game, lady? Like, basically, game over, and I would say like three weeks. Yeah, like maybe three days. Someone stops you, and it's expensive. It's like supposed to be this high end, like super coveted cream. So, like, okay, you spend all your money on this cream, your money runs out, and your face falls off. Game over, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Of all the plots, I think they were really trying. It was like, it sounded like a man writing a movie that he thought women were into. He's like, we're making a female superhero. Mm -hmm. What do women like? Women like makeup. (laughs) Women want to look young forever. Throw some girl shit at it. See what sticks. Ugh. (laughs) Yep. Written Um, written by three men. (laughs) It was written by three men, but I read that, like, this movie was originally supposed to be made in, like, 1993, and they wanted Michelle Pfeiffer, and it was, like, hot on the heels of, what was it, Batman Returns? Right, with, like, actual Catwoman. Okay, that makes more sense. And that did so well, and she was a badass Catwoman, and everyone loved her, so they had this plan to write this movie, and then she dropped out for whatever reason. Uh, They had other people in mind who also dropped out. Nicole Kidman was in the running, and... Oh, it's Ashley Judd was in the running. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People like do Ashley Judd was kind of popular at that point. Yeah. So then it like for 10 years sat on a shelf getting rewritten and rewritten. And ultimately, by the time this piece of shit came out, 28 different people had contributed to the writing. Of oh, this my film. God. It has that feeling that every <laughs> it's like you're passing a script line by line. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, so it's worth mentioning that the way um, Halle Berry's character, the way Patience finds out about this evil plan is she's, like, creeping around the headquarters late at night, um, overhears the scientists explaining all of the evil science behind the evil cream. By the way, to deliver some advertising art to the CEO at midnight at the fucking factory. Yeah. There are parts of this that, even in a movie that makes zero sense, make even less sense. It makes negative <laughs> sense. Yeah. They're, they're just, like, in this, like, vacuous, like, science chamber in the middle of the night. She creeps around. She's seen. They chase after her with guns. Guards are on her ass. And then she goes, like, careening out of a water pipe that's, like, 16 stories high mm-hmm. and into a river mm-hmm. and dies. Yes. Yeah. And, and then um, is brought back to life by the breath of a cat. Yeah. And then turns into a Catwoman. This movie could have been called A Catwoman because it's not that she's Catwoman, but she is undeniably a Catwoman. Yes. And she's and one she of means, many throughout history, as we find out later. Yeah, that's important. And you get to see all of those lovely cat stills that, yeah, that you've so already much. seen for the third time. Yeah. Um, so she. She especially latches onto this one cat. She fall. She takes it back to its owner. She rescues it, takes it back to his owner, and the owner is like a spooky kind of new agey woman who explains to her that it's a magical cat, and that it cats have some cats have powers. I think Egyptian cats especially have powers. Specifically, Mao cats. The cat's name is Mao Midnight. Cats. I believe he might be immortal. Yes, because he's in all of the same pictures. And it seems very clear, at least in subtext, that Halle Berry does not just recognize this breed of cat, but specifically recognizes Midnight, the cat, in, like, pictures over, say, about a thousand years. So it's a thousand-year-old cat, at least. Yeah. He's just up to his old tricks. Um, And then, yeah, so now she's a cat woman. 
Mm-hmm. And we get to watch this beautiful Oscar-winning actress just completely debase herself by laying around in bed, eating just loose cans of tuna fish mm-hmm. furiously, mm-hmm. Uh, prancing Six around. Six open cans of tuna fish on her human bed. Yep. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, she goes to bars and orders white Russians, hold the Kahlua, hold the vodka. That was, that was a genuine high point for me. Her ordering cream at the bar is one of the, I have three highlights. That's one of them. That was a great moment. I was actually expecting her to lap it up like a cat because she (laughs) seems to eat all of her other food in the manner of a real cat. Yes. Um, furiously eating sushi when she's out on a date, just like at a really nauseating rate. Um... She has the ability to never fall, always lands on her feet. Mm-hmm. She's freaked out of, by dogs and yep. rain, mm-hmm. can't handle water. Right. This is, it's like, pretends to be a superhero movie, but it's just, it feels like a Wayan Brothers movie where, like, a character gets infected with cat and just is cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is a cat woman. She hisses at a dog on the street. Um, oh, and also, I, so I got the. <laughs> Treat of watching this on DVD, which means there were deleted scenes. It feels there were like, things, yep. please. There were things that even these producers <laughs> knew shouldn't make it into the movie. <laughs> um, that included a scene of her running through a random junkyard being chased by dogs. Of course, yep. Uh, happy dogs that are like wagging their tails and smiling. So I'm guessing that's why they cut the scene. <laughs> they was happy. And it was like they were real dogs. But to my knowledge, and Correct me if I'm wrong. The cats in this movie are like all CGI, yeah, right? Yeah, CGI cats, for sure. Okay. At least up close. I can't tell. This feels like there might be some shots of like of actor cats, but when it matters, the cats are CGI. Yeah. And it's like most of them aren't doing like crazy shit. They're just being cats. So it's just static cats in a scene standing around CGI'd for some reason because cats are expensive. A lot of this movie feels like they were... It's sort of movies of that era of like the mid two thousands where it's just like if you can CGI something, fucking go yeah. for it. We've got Absolutely. we've got the world at our fingertips. Let's just CGI. I'll CGI your face. I know you're here. I'm paying you to be here. We're gonna CGI your face anyway. I have a theory about in this particular movie, which is that they were making a video game primarily because there's a yeah. lot of things in here where like when when she's fighting Benjamin Bratt behind the Cirque du Soleil stage, which I want to talk about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he there's like a bunch of things where she has to like move past swinging pylons, which has a very, like, Tomb Raider vibe. Yeah. I think maybe I'm yelling. Uh, The... (laughs) I got excited. Where, like, it... I think they're animating the cats and animating other sequences so they can just move it fully into the video game in real time. And they don't have to do that twice. Yeah. Because this is a movie that's made primarily to sell a video game, I am fucking certain. It looks like it already is one. Like... Mm -hmm. Oh, God. So, my biggest lowlight was the camera work and the CGI because it was nauseating. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I was getting sick. I was getting motion sickness. The camera is never not, like, circling every... Not just the actors, but everything else. Circling the actors. Fake CGI aerials of the city. Um, zooming up and down and then, like, super tight close-ups and, like, cut together all crazy. Like, really quick cuts just in the middle of a conversation. I was dying. Yeah. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, let's just let's just talk about how, what a war criminal the cinematographer and editor are together. Yeah. So oh. the movie has to set a record for the most shots per minute. Like they are cutting for no reason over and over again in the middle of like scenes of dialogue 
where like oh, yeah. the person hasn't finished their sentence yet, and you've cut from them and back to them and from them again while <laughs> yeah. they're uh, and and like and it really sets a weird mood because like. Okay, I didn't like the style they chose to make it look like a video game, like lots of like crane and dolly shots and everything's mm-hmm. constantly moving. But at least it's like a style that I, I it makes sense. Like right. you were saying, it's like a video game aesthetic and it might not be my thing, but at least they made a decision. Mm-hmm. It's just all the scenes where they're they're cutting like close-up shots of someone talking and then it the camera zooms away and then it's another close-up shot of the other person talking <laughs> uh-huh. and then super rapid fire cuts where you're just like I can't watch the I can't listen to this cuz I'm not concentrating on the conversation anymore. My eyes just fell out. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it's it's not just the like iconically horrific basketball scene where they effectively have like basketball sex in front of children. That's uh, my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. 150 cuts in what has to be three minutes, the longest three minutes of your life. But yeah, the fucking motorcycle scene where she's oh, yeah. zipping in and out with, they're intentionally blurring their camera shots. Like there's the weird acid trip distortion on all of her weird, like cat flashbacks and cat vision. Yeah. There's strobe light scenes for no reason. Why do you fucking put a strobe light scene in your movie? Because the editor hates its audience and he wants to give them a goddamn seizure. God, it is. There needs to be a... There absolutely needs to be a disclaimer on this movie. How is there... How is there not? How is there not? It's... I don't get sick on roller coasters. I don't get sick watching, like, 3D movies. I know that makes a lot of people sick. I can't handle this, and I can handle most stuff. Like, what would an old person do if they had to sit through this? It, I mean, it'd be impossible. Holy shit. Yeah, it's the most hateful editing and hateful <laughs> cinematography I've ever seen. Yep. Um, yeah, so... All right, so let's finish, the, let's finish the plot of the movie. Let's just get the plot oh, of the right, movie right. out of the yeah, way. Yeah. So, she, so she's simultaneously dating uh, Benjamin Bratt, the one cop in this city, uh, yeah. who's also chasing down... Uh, Catwoman, who they uh-huh. think is who's who's been like framed for the murder of, of the scientist, and then the like the snobby British disgusting dude who runs the the makeup company. Mm-hmm. Sharon Stone is the Grandmaster plan to take over the world with her marble makeup cream. Catwoman figures it out, uh, and then there's a big showdown at the makeup factory headquarters, yes. and. Uh, <clears throat> And she fights Sharon Stone, who is also kind of a superhero because of her makeup cream. She, yeah, she has a marble face that can't be, that she can't feel anything, so it makes her impervious to punches and kicks. They do capoeira for a while, <laughs> and then she gets kicked out of a window. <laughs> yep, and uh, and then the movie's over. And then the movie is finally over. It was... It wasn't even, like, the longest bad movie I've watched. It was, like, an hour 40 yeah. or something. Oh, my God, but it felt like it was a thousand hours long. Yeah, it's endless. Um, yeah, so the basketball scene. <sighs> yeah. Highlight or low light for you? The lowest possible light. It's uh, the highest possible light. I wanted to watch it two times. It's uh, All right. So, sell me on why this is good, because I can only think of why it's bad. Oh, my God, because it's hilarious. So, basically, they're leaving. First of all, uh, Patience just shows up at a school mm-hmm. like walks into a random elementary school uh while benjamin bratt's character is talking teaching kids talking about his job and on their way out of the school together he says 
how about a, a little one-on-one? No, 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 no. The, the little kid. The little, the little kid. kid. They start chanting one-on-one. Because you know what you do if you're a child? You see two adults together, <laughs> and you say, I'm going to stop playing this game. I want these two adult strangers to play to sexy play basketball in front of us. One of them is wearing <laughs> heels, I believe. Yeah, and... Or I think it's ballet flats. Ballet flats, okay. My, yeah, my so she's she immediately has the ability to do like 360 backflips off of a wall. Mm-hmm. She has a cat-like speed and agility and is uh, like able to dribble the ball at lightning speed, twirl it around her body. She's doing a bunch of globetrotter shit. And like at some points, she passes the ball to him and he just passes it back. I'm like, what's the... <laughs> Is it a game? Are the kids happy? They seem pretty happy about it. I missed that part. There's also a lot of like, there's, uh, she like backs her butt into him in like a highly sexualized way in front of these children. And then she dunks on him and they both end up on the ground face to face, prone, uh, in front of these, like, ah, it's, just writhing in front of kids. Writhing in front of kids. Super and she, chill. this five foot six woman dunks a basketball in front of him after backflipping off of a wall, and he doesn't yeah. think twice about it. I, yeah, he's like, oh, that was, you were really good at basketball. Yeah, you're, you're unexpectedly good at basketball in, you in have a normal supernatural way. Power. Yeah, you're a ninja. You're a ninja with hyper speed and the ability to jump twice your height, and you are just, we're not going to talk about that. No need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite scene in the movie. It's the reason I wanted to watch this movie. I felt like I was reverse engineering this podcast so that <laughs> we would get to watch Catwoman, and it was the biggest mistake of my life, except for this scene, because this is my favorite thing. It's an iconic scene. It's, it's the only part of this movie I'd seen before. It uh, it came much earlier in the movie than I expected. Like, they get they get Catwomaning very fast. I yeah. do like that the first thing that she does with the ball is not a thing you do with a basketball. She, like, bats it back and forth like a cat and then rolls it around in her arms. <laughs> uh, yeah, she does. Yeah. She's she's just twir- she's whirling, she's twirling. Um, she's getting the neighborhood kids all worked up. There's a lot of, like... Yeah, she has supernatural abilities, and Benjamin Bratt doesn't seem to really notice or care. Uh... Another time when she's got some super abilities are when there's just a random carnival situation mm-hmm. in the middle of... What city are they in? Chicago? I mean, it's, it's inexplicit. Uh, okay. It feels like it's supposed to be New York, but, I mean, it's, like, you would think yeah. it'd be Gotham because yeah. it's Catwoman, but she's she's a non-canonical Catwoman, so it's like Gortham. It's... Yeah. <laughs> it's Kmart Gotham. <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, there's just a there's just a random ass circus in the middle. It's like a fair in the middle mm-hmm. of the inner city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. Yeah, right. And then the what? So she she rescues a kid. The like the amount of things where Benjamin Bratt has also. Oh, right. So a thing has just happened right before that scene that is my least favorite scene in the movie, which is the handwriting analysis scene. Yeah, uh, I love that scene so bad and the, insulting. It's, oh, it's, it's deeply insulting, but also incredibly confusing. Uh, <laughs> so Benjamin Bratt is, uh, so he plays a police officer who, like I said, is like the only police officer in the city because he's called to investigate a jewel heist. Every scene, he's called to yeah. investigate a murder. He's called yeah. to, as an immediate first responder. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. He, and he's, uh, so... 
there's been a thing like before uh, Halle Berry gets all Catwomaned, he like meets her in some other way. I don't. Oh, right, because she sees a random cat on a ledge that she's never seen before, and she climbs out of the building onto yeah, a does. ledge to try to rescue this cat that she's never seen before, which is just a cat in a fucking building, uh, and almost <laughs> dies. Uh, and Benjamin Bratt has said the anachronism of it's okay, I'm a cop, and runs up the stairs uh, and saves her, and then asks yeah. her out to on a date. Uh, mm-hmm. And she, she then goes, dies, becomes Catwoman. Brings, uh, she stood him up on the date because she had become Catwoman and died. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she brings him a cup of coffee that says sorry written on it. And then she's also broken into uh, a, she saw a necklace that she wanted, broke into and interrupted a jewel heist, uh, like yeah. destroyed all these, these thieves, took all of the, the jewels, kept one pair of jewels and maybe some diamonds to make diamond claws out of, mm-hmm. uh, and then returns the jewels in a, uh, a brown paper bag to the, the jeweler with sorry written on it. Benjamin Bratt notices casually that the sorry on the cup is the same handwriting as the sorry on the paper bag, brings it to a handwriting ana- analyst uh, who dives into these two obviously identical sorries, says yeah. this first one on the cup is written by an insecure people pleaser, and the second one is written by someone who doesn't play by the rules. And it's like a fucking goofus and gallant cartoon. And I'm sorry. You get these two women in a room together. If you that have would a party. Be interesting. Which also, yeah, then you have a party. Which, one, no, you don't. Uh, two, <laughs> Why would you have a party? An introverted woman and a, a wild, crazy woman alone in a room together. Right. It's Woo-hoo. it's a nonsense misogynist scene. Also doesn't make any sense for the following reason. She wrote the sorry on the cup after she became Catwoman. It's not a before and after thing. It's the same... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. It's the same fucking lady. The same lady. It's not just the same person in general. It's after the transformation. The There's, same version. The same, same version. version. That's so funny. That's such a horse shit. This is why it took 28 people to write this movie. Because someone came up with the handwriting scene, like, first. Uh-huh. And then they were like, oh, okay, like, let's put the pieces back together. We have to make that scene come alive. It's like five different guys contributed to writing that bullshit scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really bad. Um, also, the jewel heist situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they give her elements of Selena Kyle, like, oh, is this going to be like a sexy little cat burglary scene? First of all, not really. The two, the two men who are already mid burgle are <laughs> That's like wielding. Did it. Sh- they're wielding shotguns. Uh huh. While burgling. Yep. They they brought the loudest gun, <laughs> <laughs> and they shoot in the middle of the robbery because there's a woman there. Like, the, you're still yeah. robbing a fucking store, dudes. Yeah, they just shoot up the entire building, which is primarily made of just panes of glass everywhere. And everything's shattering to smithereens. Like, the the shotgun decision was really funny to me. I'm like, yeah, that's really what you want. That's mm-hmm. what you want. You want to blast everything to kingdom come because you're a cat burglar? Mm-hmm. She does start stealing jewels, and I was like, thinking that plot line might have some kind of end to it she's like it's barely in the movie yeah yeah it's a different it's like movie, a yeah. side it's a side plot in a different movie that they made in the middle of this movie because someone got distracted and forgot yeah oh god um <laughs> yeah yeah so 
at a certain point while I was watching it, I think I was about two-thirds of the way through, they had also just completely stopped talking about the cream, and it was all just about her transformation into being a cat, running around doing cat-like stuff, there's the burglary scene, it briefly segues into being a different movie, and for quite some time, I was like, are they gonna... They get to circle back to the main <laughs> plot of the movie, which is that a crazy, evil lotion lady is trying to lotion everyone to death. I don't get this, it. <laughs> this Bond villain nonsense. I, yeah. All right. Do you, do you have highlights for this movie? <sighs> okay. Highlights definitely include the batshit basketball scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she is just a cat zombie. Yeah. I think that's really funny. Tuna from the can. That's a low light, but it's also kind of a highlight because I just was like, this movie is just happening around me and I'm helpless against it. At least there were things that were interesting, Uh but it was like, man, it's so hard to watch her just like disrespect herself. I know. I know. The things they make her say, the things they make her do. I, I do respect how much they went all in on the cat thing. Like, yeah, you're going to exactly. make this, it's like, a, the top of the A-list stars eat fucking tuna out of a can and gargle raw fish, like, <laughs> and, and say the most inane <laughs> cat puns from the beginning to the end of this godforsaken <laughs> film. Oh my god, I know. And like, good on Halle Berry for just like going all in, because... A lot of people would have been a little bit more of a princess about it. She was just like, fuck it, fine. This mm-hmm. is who I am mm-hmm. in this movie. Her acting's really bad. It's not great. Like, like it's it's unfortunate because she had, in that same year, won an Oscar and then proved why maybe it was not time for her to hang on to that anymore <laughs> for a little while. Maybe just put it on a shelf in someone else's house for a year. Think <laughs> about what you've done. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, that some of that stuff was kind of a highlight. Like all the cat shit, definitely. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Like Alex Borstein, kind of. Alex Borstein's like, a high point for me. Yeah, she's funny. She's this hypersexual coworker friend. Everything is everything turns around. She is so horny. She is impossibly so horny. horny. There is no satiating that appetite. She's like, she's trying to seduce her doctor. She does. She does. Yeah, she does. She goes home with a doctor. She also has a weird run of the hospital. They let her sit in (laughs) front of medical records on the phone with her girlfriend. Yeah, she's just casually hanging out at like the the front desk or tree. Yeah, the intake nurse's desk. Yeah. (laughs) And she's just chatting away, having a casual conversation in her like gown and slippies and. Yeah, she was she was a funny, she was a confusing character, mm-hmm. but she was comic relief um, because someone was in the movie that seemed to know what movie they were in. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she kind of, she just didn't care. Everyone else, though, what movie did they, I would love to find out what movie they thought they were making, uh-huh. what, they, what they thought this was going to look like versus what happened. Yeah, Benjamin Bratt's the only person in the movie that felt like, oh, I get it. Right, like he was sort of in the like action romance leading yeah. man role at that time, um, mm-hmm. and it feels like he slotted in pretty comfortably, you know. Yeah, his his role in the movie too is just to be handsome and standing up in different rooms. So he's not doing a lot. <laughs> right, right. To to be the only police officer in the city, and also a terrible, just a truly 
terribly inept detective. The worst detective. So he does eventually figure out that Halle Berry is Catwoman, but there's like a good week there where he is he is chasing a woman in a cat suit that looks unmistakably exactly exactly like Halle Berry. Uh, He has seen her jump off of buildings and dunk a basketball over his head. She he's seen her gargle sushi. He what he like wanders up on her darting after fish in a fish tank and then can't put together that the identical woman in the cat suit might be the woman he's dating. Also, now we're recording this at a time where America is really waking up to the fact that police are horrible at their jobs in a bunch of ways. Let's talk about they put fucking Halle Berry's boyfriend in the box with her to interrogate her. That yeah, <laughs> you don't have anybody else there. He just—he's the only cop. He literally boyfriend. had sex with her that morning. Oh my god! Yeah, that sex scene was a lot. Um, there was a deleted scene that I would have been really funny to keep in the movie. It was like separate from the sex scene. It's like a different day, but it's just these swirling, twirling shots in slow motion of them in broad daylight in the middle of her kitchen just staring into each other's eyes and giggling. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. Like, I get why it got cut, but it was really funny. Like, this scene doesn't make any sense, and it's pretty long, but that was not in the movie, so I guess that doesn't count. That was a highlight, though. The special features were a highlight. Love a swirling shot. Uh, Yeah. Oh, God. Um, She's like the twitchiest person. Her twitching eyes in every scene. I don't know. Highlight, low light. I'm not sure. It needs to be noted because it was like. It's a light. It was really man. It was really manic acting. She was really diving in. Whole hog. Yeah. Uh, um, the the oh. music during the sex scene, I wrote down the lyrics. Ooh, oh, da, da, da. Da, da. Ooh, ooh, da. <laughs> It's you have like a movie. Song. You can fucking get us an actual song. You were able to they get Hooba Stank. You can't get. Yeah, they they blew so much of the budget on CGI, and they just had to they had to get like a like craft services person in like a to, in the, in just hum booth, into a just, microphone. Yeah, it's like '90s R&B style, kind of like bump and grind music, but it's like ooh ta 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 ta. <laughs> You know, sexy stuff like that. Um, I so the speaking of Hoobastank, so that this is the only time that they credit a musician in the in the movie where the version I watched uh, with the yeah. subtitles, but it's very clear that Hoobastank is playing in the what I initially thought was like a house party across the yeah. street from her. But then she goes and breaks into it, and there appears to be a full-scale club in an apartment building. That it's like a multiple-story club in again the middle of a residential apartment building <laughs> yeah. that she then destroys it's like an in- with a sink hose. It's an industrial, yeah, like an industrial party happening twenty-four hours a day across the street from her house. And when her, she basically dismantles it by pulling out one of those like, uh, like soda guns that they give to bartenders, mm-hmm. sprays down the speakers and the party is instantly over. Yep. Well, she also breaks down the door. 
Um, she does break down the door and she does kick that tall guy. Right, the off-brand Dave Grohl. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, highlight. So when she busts in on the two men stealing jewels, mm-hmm. I just wrote down man surfing because there's a scene where she flings this guy's like limp body goes flying across the room and she rides it like a surfboard or skateboard. Over a good 10 feet. It's incredible. So good. Yeah, the physics in this movie is really funny. Um, I, uh, I like Sharon Stone. I like... It's stupid that the, the cream makes her into a marble person, but I yeah. think it's pretty funny. Like when her, her British garbage husband uh, hits her and hurts his hand. That has a, it's, it's not a thing in a good yeah. movie, but it is a moment I enjoyed. And they really like, they fucking dive into that and they just make her into like a supervillain whose superpower comes from the cream. And <laughs> there there is the moment where like she is hitting Halle Berry on a window in the final scene with a pipe. Yeah. And uh, she's about to break Halle Berry out of the window. She says, game over. And Halle Berry says, guess what? It's overtime. And I'm not going to say overtime. I liked it, but I appreciate the commitment to the basketball bit because they do it three or four times. But when ben Bra- <laughs> Benjamin Bratt gets his uh, gets shot, he says, my shooting arm is busted from here on out. Like, yeah. they remember that basketball scene and they make prior reference to it a couple times. There are callbacks. I appreciate so that. Funny. Um, okay, like, this movie basically came out as at the same time as The Dark Knight. Oh. Oh. Isn't that funny? Oh, boy. It's so funny. Like, it may have been a year before, I think it was one year before The Dark Knight, but, like, one of the best Batman movies, and then whatever this was, happened at the same time, and I can't imagine... Yeah, like, it's, it's like the last of the absurd superhero movies like yeah. sort of a goodbye to the Joel Schumacher days of Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Which, fitting. You, who do you think they made this movie for? Video I, game players. I was, <laughs> I was trying to figure it out because there's a lot of like lady stuff. Like mm-hmm. what, what men really need to watch a movie all about an evil makeup company? It's like <laughs> Devil Wears Prada meets like The Crow or something. And it, no, that doesn't seem interesting. But also it's like, yeah, it's like crazy CGI special effects frenzy that makes it look like a video game. So like it's got this little boy appeal. Mm-hmm. And then her like dominatrix leather outfit for the f- it's a little something for everyone, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll is give that, you that. Is that where they were going with this? Yeah. Let's cuz it's not for comic nerds. Like generally when you make a a movie in like the Batman like in like the DC or the Marvel verse like the bar is incredibly high because you know the first thing people are going to do is just start blogging, hate, hateful blogging about mm-hmm. it, abound. Like, right. They'll compare it to the source material. But one way to get around that is to completely ignore the source material and only retain that there's a <laughs> cat woman. A cat woman. A cat woman. So, okay. I think it seems like her strength and her weird mannerisms, I thought... It, it's like she's on PCP. Mm-hmm. It's like watching a person on PCP. And Sorry, I think do, it would have been on a... PCP rub balls of catnip all over their face. Because I mean, she does might. that in a scene. A bit like does. a baseball sized ball of catnip on her face. Yeah, oh, sorry, I interrupted, please. Oh my god. I just think a better movie would have been lean into the PCP like plot line and I wrote down a tagline. Most cats don't like to get wet, but this one does. <laughs> 
I would have loved that movie. That movie would be your movie of porn. What? I don't understand. Oh, getting getting wet is when you do PCP. That's like a. Oh, I see. It's like a gross way to refer. Okay. Okay. You like you like to get wet. Oh, how do you? How is that a thing that you know? I I don't know. Like watching a bunch of like cop shows and things about drug dealers. I'm not sure. All right. <laughs> I guess I thought more people did know that. Nope, instead. nope, because it just sounded like you were describing... That's, that's a porn <laughs> handle is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Which is not also, 100% wrong because of her fucking weird dominatrix cat suit that I'll... Yeah. I, where does she get the cat suit from? Because they're... I, um, the costuming is vexing in a bunch of ways, but the cat yeah. suit is not a thing that you would like... Just, find in the wild her so her co-workers like alex borstein gave her a leather outfit in a gift box and yes. said like dust this off sometime take it on your date so then it's implied that she com- turns into a seamstress overnight right and was able to dismantle this like leather outfit and turn it into whatever the thing is that she's wearing for the rest of the movie and also dismantle the like the uh miraculous historic like cat mask that Frances Conroy gives yeah. her which I guess yeah. she then like tears apart and turns into this weird like five head cat mask that, <laughs> uh, yeah and and then the I'm sorry she's wearing flip-flops in the cat suit <laughs> wait really yeah at least sandals like she they're her her they're open-toed shoes her in feet her cat are suit. out? Yes. Oh, weird. It's not That's the worst so part of the weird. movie, but it's, I, it stuck out to me. There's so much CGI that they did over the actual actors. They, like, did all this face smoothing stuff, and they manipulated multiple scenes where she's jumping around the buildings and being a cat person um, that, you know, clearly couldn't have been Halle Berry. So we just wrote down at one point, is Halle Berry actually in the second half of this movie? Because <laughs> she didn't need to be. That's a fair question. Uh, yeah, it's like a shitty PC game. Yep, Ab- absolutely. That's all it is. Uh, Which, like, you know, it's not a bad video game. It's just a bad movie. Yeah, it's. I'd say, yeah, it's a, it's a mediocre video game. It also, the, the video game that they did that came out at the exact same time apparently did not do well, and they canceled a direct-to-video film over the success of this movie. There was a oh slated direct-to-video animated film with a tie-in that was no written way. and discarded due to the film's, and I quote, critical and box office failures. Yeah, it was... It was a pretty bad critical failure. Box office-wise, it was definitely a flop. They spent, like, $100 million and I think they only made 82 back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is not as big of a flop as I would I really thought it would have made less money, but I guess it probably looked fancy enough and, like, maybe sexy enough that a bunch of people initially went to go see it one time. Yeah. And that would make sense. Uh, in the movie theater, which I can't even imagine what that experience could have been like. God, I don't know if I could have made it through the title sequence. Yeah, man. Couple of, that sounds crazy. A couple of other things that, that I have to talk about. Mm-hmm. One is Halle Berry's Googling. Uh, she's like, she's getting cat, uh, these like cat experiences. And she sits down uh-huh. and she Googles cats, period, women. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. She, she does a Yahoo search for cats and women. Yeah, not cats and women. Cats, period, women, period. <laughs> And then she does, and then all she finds is like old ladies with cats. Uh, and then Google's the cat in history. Yeah. Don't know why that would be the next step. 
and finds a diabolical cat, which is a great thing to find on the internet in general. Uh, that's that's the part I want to talk about that. Uh, and and then the Cirque du Soleil sequence. So she she finds the like uh, disgusting British, uh, not the evil genius, but like Sharon Stone's husband, gross husband, uh, at what it seems to be it's like supposed to be a Cirque du Soleil thing. And as far as I can tell, the entirety of the show is just people in bright costumes swinging back and forth on swings. Yeah. Yeah. What like, is going on there? It's it, what it is. It feels like they animated something on loop in the background, but they just made live actors do it. Like there's, there's no broader thinking about what this show is. They're like, well, the, make a thing that kind of looks like Cirque du Soleil. No, I don't want you to think about it at all. Just, just put people on ropes and let them swing back and forth, and then we'll just, we'll just, we'll move past it fast enough. But the thing is, movie, you won't. You're gonna have that on screen for minutes, and yeah. at some point, somebody's gonna ask, "Is there anything else to this show?" The answer is no. It's just people in bright costumes swinging back and forth on fucking tire swings for what's presumably two hours. Oh my god! Yeah, like what's going on with that audience? They went the audience, to go watch. They paid to go watch just people swinging to and fro. This by the, that scene. This also is the second consecutive movie that we have watched where the audience raucously applauses a stranger getting on stage and running through it. <laughs> That's so true. I love that. That's a good theme. People like to see their art interrupted and destroyed. <laughs> exactly. They're having a good time. They're enjoying a play. But they kind of want it to get destroyed, though. <laughs> People love a good train wreck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I think that I thought this was going to be, you know, right. a lot of laughs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Did laughed a couple times at this movie. It wasn't out of happiness. But, you know, there yeah. was some, some wry laughter, for sure. There's a lot of stuff going on, that's for sure. Um, yeah, the dude who directed this movie, what's going on with him? Like, oh, I are just... you? Do you mean Patov? Yeah, <laughs> why is he's got a one? He's got a one name name. He's mm-hmm. a Madonna. I think he's made four movies ever, and they all looked really low budget and weird. Well, I mean, he is the second unit director on Alien Resurrection. Oh. He's not. Yeah, he he's only directed two movies. It's this and Vidoc. Uh, <laughs> How did he get this job? I'm so curious because it's like a really big budget movie that everyone expected to do pretty well, and it's star studded, and it was you know, yeah, I guess loose, loosely connected to the Batman universe. And I'm, they just gave it to this random guy. He must be. There's got to be some nepotism going on or something. Because what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's extremely confusing. Uh, will it give us any, no, it really doesn't tell us anything about how he ended up in charge of this movie. Yeah, I wanted to have all, I wish I had way more production notes. Like, I wanted to know way more about the behind the scenes and how this fucking thing happened, but it's going to remain a mystery for a little while. I just love, it's took 10 years to make, and by golly, 10 years well spent. So... Uh, let me just read. So I've started going down a little bit of a rabbit hole on, on Wikipedia on this. Uh, when asked to explain the cat suit, uh, costume, Academy Award-winning costume designer Angus Strathy explained, we wanted a very, very reality-based wardrobe to show the progression from what? demure, repressed patience to the sensual awakening of a sexy warrior goddess. Okay. So they, this, 
this reality-based wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> I. Oh my God! Academy Award-winning. Academy Award-winning designer. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That sucks. Right. There's a, that's not the only costume problem. Also, the when she goes on the first date with Benjamin Bratt, her sleeves could hold like whole watermelons. Like yeah. there's I there's all Oh yeah, the it's a bag decisions. contained inside multiple bags. She's just kind of a, a loose, baggy, flowy situation. It looks like like someone like when a little kid tries on their parents' clothes. And they want to wear the most amount of something. Like, if mm-hmm. I wear five shirts, that's better than four <laughs> shirts. That's kind of what her whole outfit decision is like. And also, like, is this a movie where people who have won Oscars are being punished as a group? The uh, Maybe. Because the, this is, <laughs> the cinematographer is actually is a great... This is the same cinematographer as The Professional and The Fifth Element. So, so it seems... so. He might be stuck inside this movie trying to do have a call for help to get out oh by putting God, in dude. the worst possible shots I've seen in a movie. Yeah, I was offended by the yeah. camera work. No, it it's trying even, to hurt its audience. Oh my God, and it wasn't even just like the CGI ruining it. While that is baffling that when helicopters exist in this world that they would prefer to do like crazy high speed 360 aerials of a cgi universe but you know you got the money spend it mm-hmm. um yeah the camera work is fucking bananas i can't believe that's a real person it's all these real people it's all these doing well, real people things and then getting trapped inside this movie yeah the editor i can't tell if the editor uh the editor i can't find much about uh so might not be real this movie was nominated for a variety of kids choice awards uh which so it's like the I, most hyper sexualized movie yeah i'm just i'm confused by uh by kids choice awards so <laughs> i remember what are these kids into yeah is it just that it's like the first movies they can remember how does this work how does that work hello fellow kids yeah i've got a movie for you yeah it's all gonna right. involve a dominatrix queen a makeup company and a bunch of like a bunch of older like an older woman with a vendetta against other women maybe who definitely wants to hurt women uh definitely does want to hurt women so weird ass thing to win a kids choice award for how does how do the kids choice award work are i don't know i have lots of questions because it feels like i wouldn't have brought a child to see this movie but it it was but but kids nominated it i guess I guess, like, whatever the thing was that came out that year that had a lot of graphics and fast-paced action is, like, on okay, the table. Okay, I have some answers. The okay. Kids' Choice Awards. As the internet came into widespread use, the voting eventually moved from a combination of 900-number telephone voting and filling paper ballots that were either mailed or completed at Pizza Hut locations uh, <laughs> to being exclusively That's delivered fun. on the network, network's website. So, and that was uh, 2007 when that changed over. Uh, so it's entirely possible that there was ballot box stuffing at Pizza Hut for this movie to become nominated, <laughs> which at least that that makes some sense to me. That grown yeah. men going to children's pizza restaurants are oh my god stuffing ballots for this movie. Like it kind of had to happen because no one who yes. worked out this on this movie had any self respect. So why not up the ante and spend a bunch of your working hours visiting Pizza Huts and rigging a Kids Choice nomination? Mm-hmm. It feels right. That's really funny. It did it win? Does it say? 
It's it's really hard to find a list. There, there are so many fucking Kids' Choice Awards, it's really hard to find a list. Oh, uh, yeah. I believe if it won, it was either awarded at a Kids' Choice Award hosted by Cameron Diaz and Mike Myers or Ben Stiller. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not a kid movie. Not an adult movie. A movie. A movie. It is a movie. It was totally a movie. It was a real movie. If you were going to um, be somebody in this real movie. Oh. Um, if I were going to be someone in this movie, fuck it. I kind of want to be Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's character is, it doesn't make any sense. Like she goes from sort of like outcast, like she's being replaced, uh, ex model into like evil, like evil scientist Mm -hmm. mogul trying to conquer the world. But she randomly knows like martial arts. Um, she's a woman living her truth. Yeah, she's, she's living her truth. She wants to freeze her face. She's got cool, like, science creams, and she's taking... I kind of want to, like... I want to see the future that she's painted in her mind. What I want, Mostly because I want to see, like, what the end game is. I want to, like, be the person who just tries to conquer the world through lotion. Through, through face cream. <laughs> I, I also... It reminds me how much I liked how Sharon Stone died in this movie. Uh because it had like a national lampoon absurdity of yeah. when she falls out the window, she flips in the air twice. Yeah, she does. Breaks through a plate of glass and then lands on her own corporate logo, which then short circuits around her. It is high, high farce. It's uh, really cartoony. It's really cartoony. Yeah, who would you be? Oh, horny Alex Borstein, for sure. Yeah. Horny Alex Borstein is the, is the move. I'm like, with my collection of dildos and... <laughs> And my uh, my fucking easily seduced doctor feeding me strawberries at the end. Like yeah. I, I am there for oh, Alex Borstein. Uh, yeah, her character's her character's living a great life. I want to pick Alex Borstein as well, but we'll see how this works out. You'll be Alex Borstein, and I'm gonna try to lotion you to death. So. <laughs> I mean, she <laughs> is the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Um, I Any hated more this highlights movie. or lowlights? Nope, I, think I hated this. I just I loathed it. this movie, and I, uh, I feel like I have to pass it forward to somebody like The Ring, but yeah. God, it is. It's an aggressively troubling. bad movie. Yeah, it's definitely oh. like happening at you. Oh, I guess I could say last low light is uh, Haley came down the stairs at the very end of it, uh, wasn't in the room for the rest of it, but looked at look at at Halle Berry doing her sexy cat strut on the catwalk. Uh, and up at the, like, crazy moon, she's like, oh, this movie is just a terrible CGI experience, huh? Yes. Like, yes, correct. Yeah, like, she wasn't even in the second half of the movie. No, no, it's okay. just her running on all fours. Like, uh, but by the way, that's not a way, that's not a good use of a human body. No, like, it's really not an effective way to move quickly through time and space. No. I forget the name of the product. I couldn't remember what it was. Is the name of the, the product Baleen? Like whale Bu- teeth? Bu- <laughs> it's it's, it's Buleen. Buleen. <laughs> Baleen. <laughs> Catch all your krill. Baleen. I mean, <laughs> they could have picked anything, and they picked a thing. <laughs> they picked a thing I couldn't understand or keep in my head for like a second. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you had like butene, like right there. I don't know. Routine. Oh yep. God, I just—I don't know, Michelle. 
I don't know about this one. I don't know. Yeah, I mistakes were made. Mm-hmm. I will I will definitely walk back my glowing recommendation of this <laughs> funny bad movie. <laughs> Yeah, this used to, I, I, my memory of it's so different, and it used to be something I would, like, encourage with gusto that my friends and loved ones see, and now I've just, I've just done this to you, and this is part of your day, and it's yeah. also part of your life now. That's in it's your true. head forever. It's true. So. I can see if, yeah. if people get together and are fucking blackout drunk, this movie could be a fun experience. Uh, yeah, the maybe. experience of watching this movie in a, in a rowdy room where you're talking over large portions of it, it's funnier. But yeah. I still don't think it's as funny as I remember. I think the shock is really the thing I'm remembering mm-hmm. in positive light. <laughs> it's like a survival coping mechanism. Is I like had to right. reframe it in my mind as something that didn't make me want to die. Once you put this blistering pustule under a microscope, it is not a pleasant, pleasant viewing Ooh, experience. Yeah. Yeah, it does not benefit from a a second watch or b more attention being paid to it. It's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not. It'd be nice if this could just drift into the background. Yeah, like the Cirque du Soleil swingers. It should just be something in the background of a different, better movie. Right. That's the how Cirque du Soleil like swingers, which is the background of a PC desktop in two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, this whole movie is like a fancy screensaver uh-huh. or a PC game. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly right. Well, all right. Uh, that's, I think that's, that's all I movie. got. That yeah, is no, this I'm movie. Spent. Man, well, it can only get better from here. Sure. It <laughs> sure. might have to. Yeah. Well, is this your until, rock bottom so far? Uh, this, is, this is. Is this the movie I've liked the least? It's it's hard to know, right? Like. I also really, really didn't like The Astronaut's Wife. Yeah. Uh, I... It, this, this is, it's neck and neck. At least The Astronaut's Wife had the, the school kid scenes that felt <laughs> like there was, there, there, there was a nugget of a good movie in there. This, yeah. there, there's like, we didn't even do the, how would you make this a good movie? You couldn't make this a good movie. There's not a single nugget of goodness oh, in no, this entire film. Oh, no, you just film. don't make it. You pull no. the plug. It's yeah. the only way to save this thing. <laughs> Or you make it maybe like an hour and a half of one-on-one. I could watch that. Yeah, sure. Watch that. I mean, seizure yeah. warning, but sure. Definitely seizure warnings. Should be some lawsuits attached to this movie. Well. All right. Well, until we find another thing that hopefully is better than this. <laughs> yeah. I have been Michelle. I'll be Henry. Until next time, experiment and fast forward into the future of acting. <laughs> Uh, I gotta walk this one off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, there's <laughs> right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.